following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Ming's not unbeatable. With all his men, he couldn't even kill Flash. Gordon's alive! Broadcasting from deep inside the forests of Arborea, welcome to Flash Gordon Minute. Presenting your hosts, survivors of the Wood Beast Trial, Brad and Eric. It is minute 106 of Flash Gordon. Eric, how are you tonight? Well, Brad, I'm a New York City boy. This podcast, eh, it's just a little too quiet for me. Gosh, I should go go around and just check how many movies there are where, like, the insane situations, people getting thrown into, you know, running through tornadoes or going into, like, running away from love or whatever, and that trope of, well, I'm from New York City. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 but I know someone who can help us is our guest for this evening, helping us deal with those New York City blues. Who's with us today, Eric? Yeah, we apologize for yesterday, everyone. I, we, we just... Boy, did we mess up here! These final few minutes of the show, and just <laughs> literally, just how you know, how do you forget after having guests? All you know, but we're making up for it because whoa! For these last two minutes, of this episode, we got someone to pinch it at the end. It's. Uh, I thought you were gonna. I I thought I thought you were gonna fix this one, Brad. Okay, I think there's one thing that's been established over the run of the show. I don't get guests. I, I just. I, I, <laughs> Uh, I know. I was trying to deflect. Um, <laughs> I'm, what? I'm... Uh, all right, we have no guest again, people. Okay, we have, we have no guest. But uh, don't worry, we're probably going to do the same joke tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> we may not get guests, but we sure as hell can run a bit into the ground. Hey, well, one of well, my you know my favorite comedian is Gilbert Gottfried, and he's the king of running jokes into the ground. So there you go. Have you ever seen Gilbert live? Uh, actually, I've seen him twice live. I saw him uh, maybe 10 years ago with my wife at a comedy club, and then I saw a taping of his podcast live uh, about a year or two ago. Oh, wow. That that must have been really neat seeing it, because uh, you've mentioned a fan of him and his podcast. And uh, it's a, Folks, if you have a chance, check out his podcast. It's really interesting. It's not at all what you would expect. He, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is really a fan of old Hollywood. He is a student of uh, of, of film and uh, just some really fascinating. And he does something that I really like where, you know, we've all heard interviews with Chris Pat, Chris Pine, any of the Chris's. Uh, and God bless him, they're basically giving the same canned responses. But he knows, and this is something that we've tried to do a couple times on, Cosm- on uh, Flash Gordon Minute when, when we've had guests, we're... Don't get me wrong. We Sam Jones, we will. The, the, we have left the light on for you if you want to come on. But we also like talking to Howard Blake, and we love talking to Dak and people who were around and have. Often that's where the really interesting stories are, and uh, that that's who Gilbert Gottfried goes after. Uh, he gets wonderful guests like that. Yeah, I mean, you do. You know, obviously he's got uh, a specific type of sense of humor that if you don't like, you know, you you're. You probably will tune out, and I'm sure there are people that find his voice annoying. Uh, but the, the, you know, he's had more than 200 episodes. He gets, you know, he really does get some incredible guests. Uh, 
old. It, it's it's a lot of old uh, Hollywood, but you know there are current people as well. Like for example, the one that I saw uh, live, his guest was Whoopi Goldberg, and I mean, okay, so you know, not like she's an up and coming actress, but still, you know, she's not eighty years old either. Uh, and just if you want to laugh and just be amazed at some of the incredible personal life and behind the scenes stories of the actors that you grew up watching in movies and television shows, you will hear some stuff that just will leave you in absolute stitches. You got to see him with Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, at uh, Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway here in New York. They did a live taping of uh, his show, and I, was, I, was, I sat close to the stage. Uh, I was able to shake his hand as he walked off. Uh, it was a great time. I, um... We're friends with uh, Ray Esposito from Old Line Productions, uh, this great uh, production house. They did. Um, they just released a movie, Bill Murray Stories, Life, Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man, uh, and their next documentary is produced by Whoopi Goldberg. They're yeah. actually uh, working with her on that. So, uh, yeah, fascinating career. And one of a very small amount of people, she, uh, she is an EGOT winner. Yes, that's right. So, you know, you can make as much fun of her as you want, but uh, there's like 12 people on the planet that have done that in the history of the universe. So, you know, respect. And people, in case uh, you don't know what that is, that means uh, you've won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Yeah, it's not many people have accomplished it. it it's a uh, it, rarefied air. Uh, but you know, Sam Jones is still a young man, so uh, he's got a shot. <laughs> and speaking of airs, Brad, uh, thank you for that segue because we finished ba- uh, Voltan's line about Baron that ended yesterday. And what is he saying? Baron is he is the rightful heir. Wow, we are stretching. We are stretching. <laughs> but but I like I, I like your work here. Good job. Thank All right, you. yes, he, Baron is. And this is so crazy. Because Voltan and Baron are friends now. They look so happy for each yes. other. I mean, Voltan is the one announcing happily that Baron is the rightful heir. I mean, they were literally at each other's throats. Voltan was disappointed when Flash didn't kill Baron. And I didn't see any... Hey, you saw where everyone started getting along with Flash. That was fine. That's established. I would be more convinced if there was just a scene of Voltan sort of giving a curt nod to Baron as the rightful heir, and, you know, the two of them sort of like a distant respect for each other as opposed to the joy they have at each other's good fortune. Yeah, because then, you know, Baron follows it up with saying, we appoint Voltan general of our armies, and, you know, everyone's all happy about that. It's like... So that, I mean, Baron's going to be Voltan's boss. Voltan is okay that he'll be taking orders from Baron, who, correct, and it's got to be movie time less than 24 hours ago that he was watching Flash, you know, fight him on the disc. And they've had problems for years, it, 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 you get the feeling of. It, it's not even that they've had, you know, not gotten along during the run of this movie. They can't stand each other uh, up until this very second. It's... There's nothing to establish, and there might be a scene on the floor of one of them rescuing the other, or saying, you know, having some sort of things like, you know, Flash is right, we should have been working together all along. 
there's a lot of the uh, lazy writing uh, list that you've uh, compiled that could have been fixed with just one or two words. Right. Uh, but, you know, I still like seeing Voltan happy, so I'll allow it. Logic be damned. I just <laughs> like seeing that big, big hairball uh, so excited. Well, speaking of logic be damned, Brad, the entire Mongori population immediately accepts Baron as the quote-unquote rightful heir. They all even say, hail Baron. So, why? Why is Baron the rightful heir? Why does everyone immediately accept Baron as the rightful heir? That's another thing where just there's no, nothing has been set up earlier in the movie like, you know, was Baron's father the ruler in, in the past and Ming had overthrown him or, or anything like that. There's, there was no, it comes out of nowhere that Baron is the rightful heir. Wasn't that part of a conversation at some point? No, that, that was something a guest mentioned. I think we've had a guest that talked about in the original comic. Yes, well, in the original comic, it is true that after Ming's overthrown, Mongo's ruled by a council of leaders and Baron is the head of that council. So it's, 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 you know, it's pulled from the comic, so it's, it doesn't come out of nowhere as far as that. But within the context of the movie, though, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, this is certainly not a movie that has been slave to the comic uh, strip continuity. Right, right. Eh, yeah, I, I mean, aside from the fact that they are calling him Prince, there's nothing to indicate that he's royalty with that, you know, legit a claim to the throne. So, yeah, it's uh, that's pretty weak tea. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, Voltan's a prince also, and in theory, the leaders of the kingdoms that we didn't see the inhabitants of, uh, you know, Phrygia and, and and the like, you know, in theory, all those leaders are princes as well. Um, I mean, if anything, the Hawkmen were the big people we see in the movie actually fighting War Rocket Ajax and landing uh, in, in the, in the, on Mongo in Mingo City. We don't see any Arboreans other than Baron during the final battle. So if you really want to say who legitimately should be the rightful heir, it really actually should be Voltan, who actually, you know, along with Flesh, led the attack that overthrew Ming. Yeah, and he has the best army. I mean, good lord, we didn't even see Riff Raff. <laughs> he shows up here for like two seconds. He's actually on the steps uh, holding up his fist and going, hey, when they say, you know, Baron is the rightful heir. He's standing right next to uh, Voltan. Thanks for showing up, you bald loser. <laughs> <laughs> Voltan's losing wave after wave of Hawkmen, and that loot player wasn't anywhere to be seen. <laughs> Prince Baron is not showing you of having anything of co- approaching an impressive army. He never had like more than five guys I- I surrounding him at any time. It, yeah, it, it's this, there should be maybe some seeds of political unrest, which would lead into uh, what would be the sequel. Mm. Uh, if that were to happen it's like show that these guys aren't quite on the same page things aren't quite kosher so you can see it's like oh that could be where the sequel is between their strife between those two and Flash getting caught in the middle as opposed to a really happy ending good lord Aura is dressed in white which eh, okay (laughs) I don't mean to point fingers or nothing that seems a little unlikely (laughs) well that's the thing also speaking of Aura there, Baron's holding Aura's hand, so now, if it was a secret, everyone now knows Baron and Aura are an item, so Baron has just been appointed the rightful heir. 
Baron and Aura are clearly together. That's going to make Aura eventually the queen, assuming they get married. Aura, the daughter of Ming, who was the evil tyrant that ruled them, so everyone is okay with Aura as the queen? There's no way the general population knows that Aura suddenly in the last two days has had a change of heart. Even if he did that's not impressive. <laughs> that, is a, that is a deathbed confession. Yeah. That is a... Oh, I'm much better now. It's like you... I'm pretty sure you watched a lot of people die over the last forever. So, uh, dude, find another girl. Find that girl who drank too much when uh, and helped Dale get away. <laughs> you know, all this is going on. And then we have, uh, you alluded to before, Dale's, Dale, it turns out she's a city girl. She's not sure uh, if she can... if. If there's enough excitement on a Mongo for her, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, it, it's you know, it's true. It's the 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 New York, uh, the New York trip. Oh, it's so crazy there. Oh, you know, nothing compares. I mean, listen, everyone, folks. I I grew up in the New York City suburbs. I've been living in the city itself for uh, about 15 years or so. Uh, so you know, uh, heard it all. Um, I don't know. I. I I, I feel like the rest of the country uh, has this image of the city that doesn't quite match up with how it is. I mean, you know, it, it is a very busy city, and there is always a lot going on. And I, the, the thing I always like to point to is, you know, the president of the United States could be in this city, and you could be your, your job could be literally only ten blocks away, and you wouldn't even know it. And that's how you know busy it is. But just uh i feel like it's a bit of a holdover from the 70s when all of these movies were based in new york city you know death wish and the warriors and just you know howard cosell with ladies and gentlemen the bronx is burning uh and i and i feel like it's just there's still a bit of, now this movie of course was made in 1980 so this was still going on then but i think it's, I, I feel like here as we record this it's 2018 sorry to kill the evergreen on our uh, shows here uh but you know, I feel like that still permeates a bit. I mean, look how many just TV shows are still based in New York City. I mean, that, as a New Yorker, drives me crazy. Every other new show is set in Manhattan. Well, I just remember growing up reading comic books and, you know, Spider-Man, he, he grew up in Queens and he lived in, you know, he lived in New York. And then Daredevil. And then you realized 99% of comic books all took place in New York City. It's like... How much crime is there and how many people are trying to blow up buildings? <laughs> and and why didn't the supervillains just go to, like, Idaho instead? I mean, you know, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four are both in New York City. The X-Men are in the New York City suburbs, right? Daredevil, Spider-Man, both in New York City. Like, like, why are the bad guys all coming to New York City? It's like, hey, folks, Pittsburgh is a perfectly fine place to hang out, <laughs> uh, especially during the spring and fall. It's, uh, you know, yeah. Go to other places, bad guys. Um, by the way, here's a question. So you grew up in the suburbs of New York. You moved to, into New York City 15 years. What what, what instigated that move into the city? Uh, well, uh, uh, so I went to college uh, at the University of Wisconsin, and after I graduated, I lived in Wisconsin for a while, and then eventually I moved back uh, to New York uh, and um, got a job. Uh, in the city, so uh, moved into the city. Perfectly cromulent reason. <laughs> cromulent. Uh, folks, I think it's been established. I listened to, a, I've watched a lot of Simpsons episodes. So, 
That was a word that came up in one of their more famous episodes. So yeah, cromulent. So we've uh, we 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 mentioned uh, the comic strip a few minutes ago and how uh, Baron becomes the leader there. That's pretty obviously why they had it happen here in the movie. So now that we're here at the end, uh, I've been sitting on this tidbit uh, the entire run of the show here. Uh, the comic strip of what happens after Ming is overthrown in the comic strip. So uh, they do find their way back to Earth, and they have some adventures on Earth, and then they end up going back to Mongo, and they crash in the jungle kingdom of Tropica, ruled by Queen Desira, and they reunite with Baron and the others. Uh, eventually they travel to other worlds as well. Uh, Baron does indeed end up marrying Aura, and he, he, Mongo is nice and peaceful, but Ming, it turns out, is actually still alive, and he occasionally leads revolts to try to get his throne back. Um, eventually they drop Mongo uh, altogether. Flash ends up uh, becoming an astronaut, goes to other planets, and there is something called the... I'm going to mispronounce this. It's spelled S-K-O-R-P-I-I, the Scorpi War. Uh, and that brings Flash into other uh, solar systems, and they start getting into uh, uh, light speed travel, uh, and uh, that's where the Flash Gordon strip went uh, over the course of you know a couple of decades, I guess, back in the beginning. Boy, Queen Desira, that is subtle. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you would pick up on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and uh, I'm just I just did a quick Google search. Uh, Ruling with a uh, Betty, a light lighter hair color Betty Page haircut uh, and a metal bikini. It's uh, yeah, it's boy, it was not a subtle comic strip. <laughs> eh, but good for them. The art really was amazing in that comic. Uh, it, it's a really nice, fluid, loose uh, art style. So eh, that's cool. And also crazy enough, not the only Queen Desira. Uh, apparently there was a character by a similar name. I think she was just called Desira from Wonder Woman. Ah. So apparently there's a lot of bondage-themed pop art that decided that uh, Desire was the right name to go with. Uh, it's hard to beat that name. Well, I want to call out a line here that had always bothered me as a kid, and uh, I did not figure out what is being said in it until now when I just listened to that split second over and over and over again to prepare for today's minute. So after... Baron says, you know, let every uh, let let's all live in peace now in Mongo. Um Voltan says, "Hell, brother." And and he just completely uh, stumbles over the word that he is saying. Um I always thought he was saying like "Hell forever" or "Hell pariah" or something. I, I just I could not ever figure out what he was saying. I looked at the script to prepare for this minute. The script doesn't even have the line in it. So that didn't help me. So I listened over and over again, and I think he's actually saying "Hail Baron," but just you know, kind of butchering the way he's saying the word "Baron." So I'm just going to stick with uh, "Baron," unless someone disagrees with me. Uh, let us know in social media. Yeah, it makes sense, and it also makes sense that Brian Blessed just forgot. And they, <laughs> I guess you don't want to ask Brian Blessed to do too many takes. Just. Just let him laugh his way through his lines and everything will be cool. Yeah. It's not like you like it any less if he enunciates better. <laughs> the minute ends with uh, the Hawkman going into formation, saying thanks. Yes. I'm going to have more to say about this tomorrow because it turns out that's not the end of their message. No, it's not. Yeah, it's nice. It's <laughs> nice that they're thankful. 
Well, it's nice also that, you know, once again in the, you know, the land of uh, throw disbelief away that is required for all science fiction fans, that not only did everyone uh, speak English, but their alphabet is exactly the same as well. It would have been nice if there would have been an infinity, uh, infinity symbol or something in there, you know, just to break it up. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, look, an alpha sign. <laughs> cool. Sure. I mean, you know, they, they did a few tweaks on things like, you know, there was like Mongo time and, you know, a couple of things like that. So uh, they could have stuck something in there. Yeah. Or at least mess around with the I before E. Something! Come on, guys. <laughs> and well, and, you know, they're up there forming into the word thanks. You know, Baron points to show aura. Dale points to show flash. Oh, look. But then Bureau points. And it's like, what the hell is Bureau point for? He is one of the Hawkmen. It's, 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 <laughs> this should not mean be anything out of the ordinary for him. Why, why is Bureau pointing? Yeah, it would have been great if he was like, yeah, we, we do this. It's like, uh, you know. Bob, he's really a show-off with his group. They're, they're a bowling team together, and they just do this. Um, I remember, what was it? Um, the Tick. You, you remember the Tick cartoon from the 90s? Oh, love that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, They had a great uh, episode where they were visited by an alien race who is like, you speak English? like, oh, we've learned to speak all of Earth's languages, except for Esperanto. <laughs> Even we need that one. Ah, Esperanto. Yeah, it turns out I really love Esperanto humor. I, uh, <laughs> you know, there was a great uh, William Shatner actually did a movie in Esperanto. What? A lifetime ago, they. Um, but I think it was even before John Stewart took over The Daily Show. Uh, they had it. And it was when it was still Craig Kilborn. Uh huh. And it would be a little bit back then. Uh, the Daily Show, before Jon Stewart took off and it became this political show with a lot of commentary on the media, it was more of like an Entertainment Tonight parody. And they they actually interviewed William Shatner about his Esperanto m- movie. And he, uh, it, it was pretty funny. Uh, the movie was called Incubus. It's from 1966. And uh, it was filmed entirely in Esperanto. And people who aren't familiar, Esperanto was this language that was created uh, to be like a universal language because there was no exceptions to any of the rules of the language. And the interviewer actually got Shatner to answer some questions in Esperanto. And then they had the movie reviewed by, there's a group of people who, like an Esperanto fan group, and all saying uh, his performance was malo, which was Esperanto for bad, also Spanish for bad. Because they all thought his uh, his Esperanto was very poor. Wow. The world is insane. I, I It can't be anyone other than William Shatner starring in this movie. It's like, oh, don't worry. It's a language that uh, requires a lot of pauses. So, yeah. It, like I say, world's insane. But there's an Esperanto movie. Uh, I think that wraps this up for this minute. Uh, Eric, where can people find out more about Flash Gordon Minute and join the conversation? Join us and find out more on Facebook. The Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex is our chat room there. On Twitter, our name is Flash Gordon Pod, and our email address is flashgordonminute at gmail.com. All right, and, you know, review us. For goodness sakes, you know, you know where to go. We want your reviews. It'd be cool. All right, Eric, this has been a great minute. Uh, this is a lot of fun, and I'm, uh, it's a shame that we haven't done. Uh, I love our guests; we've had an amazing guest. Uh, but it's really nice to do this. It's nice that it's just you and I. Yeah, we're 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 reconnecting. So, um, yeah, so we're reconnecting. Everything feels good. But um, 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I I have something on my mind. Oh. It's it's very specific to this moment, uh, this minute, because uh, we're having a great time and we're getting so close to the end. But I feel like uh, because of the hard work we've done, we deserve. We deserve to have the Hawkmen do some skywriting goodbyes to us. I I think we've earned that, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, two uh, two little peons like us. Uh, when you're feeling down because you just feel like you're not getting the recognition you deserve and there aren't some hairy winged beasts flying up above to spell out a message in Esperanto to you, you know what? Don't get too down because Flash will save every one of us. Attention listeners, follow us on Twitter on Flash Gordon Pod. Join the conversation on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Listener's Vortex. Stay tuned for the next thrilling episode of Flash Gordon Minute. Let's go. Ready? From the top. My favorite shows on TV have 12 minutes of advertising. I can't get behind that kind of time. Eat quickly, drive faster, make more money now. I can't get behind that. My kids say, he said to me and I'm like, and he's like, and she's like, it's all, he's all, she's all. I can't get behind that kind of like English. That'll be six to eight weeks before delivery. The rising oceans, the warming temperatures. The dying polar bears, no tigers in 50 years. Rising poison in the air and water. I can't understand why the price of gas suddenly rises when oil goes up. But takes months to go down long after oil falls. I can't get behind any of that. I can't get behind the gods, who are more vengeful, angry, and dangerous if you don't believe in them. Why can't all these gods just get along? I mean, they're omnipotent and omnipresent. What's the problem? What's the problem? What about the men who say, do as I do? Believe in what I say for your own good, or I'll kill you! I can't get behind that! I can't get behind that! Everybody knows everything about all of us! That's too much knowledge! I can't get get behind that. that! Yeah. What about student drivers using my streets to learn? If you learn to play the drums, you gotta go to a studio, go to a parking lot, for God's sakes! Why are you jeopardizing my life? I can't get behind a student driver! I can't get behind a driver who drives like a student driver! If you're gonna drive an urban assault vehicle, then get off the phone and keep your eyes on the road! Lifetime guarantee? Whose lifetime? Not mine. I haven't that much time left. Let's make it yours. Everybody's got a longer life than me. The leaf blowers. Is there anything more futile? Car alarms. Clap off. Clap on. Spam. Size matters. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it no, it does. doesn't. No, yes, it, it doesn't. Does. Yes, it does. My yes, phone it does. rings. Make millions in minutes. It's a computer. Lose inches and hours. Leave me the hell alone. Eat more. Spend less. The colonel is breakdancing. Give me a break. Credit terms arranged. I can't get behind any of that. I can't get behind so-called singers. They can't carry a tune. Get paid for talking. How easy is that? Well, maybe I could get behind that. Well, I can't. If you have to fix it with a computer, quantize, pitch corrected, nobly inspected, then you can't do it. And I can't get behind that. I 
Kid! <laughs>